Welcome to your favorite 30-ish minutes of the day. This yeah, is the precisely, precisely Simple Podcast, your source for the latest news, interviews, and stories from the manufacturing world. Here, we're going to dive headfirst in the world of manufacturing and the people that make it thrive. I'm Kyle. I'm Brandon. Let's get right into it. <laughs> As we always start every week, red light, green light, what were you? Oh, God. We were, um, we're still a green light. We're still we're still cooking along. Things are, it's a fluid situation. The the ongoing pandemic and the world the way it is is uh, you know just got to go with the flow, man. That's it, it's probably making things a little more interesting in in your field. It is. Least. It is in education. We we keep sticking out. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason, we're on the news a lot, and I don't yeah. quite. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't. I'm not a, th- a big fan. Listen, I was a fan of the news that we were in over the summer. That was yeah. pretty cool. That um, was, but that was that, that that was cool from a very large large perspective. That that was super cool to see <laughs> y'all involved in that. It took a, <laughs> and how big God, it got. God, that got big. Um, yeah. It was I. I had I had a teacher come in uh, to the lab recently, and my wife was sweet enough to get me this beautiful uh, clear floating mount to put the one of the articles in. And nice. uh, I had it on the table because I'm asking them if they can get it hung because, you know, I'm not allowed to drill into the concrete and mortar walls in the school. That's just not what I'm allowed to do. <laughs> and uh, I have to ask for them to do that. Uh, and he looks and he goes, wait, is this, were you, were you in USA Today? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yes, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> so, yeah. So the news ran now. It's kind of weird. But, uh, look, we're doing the yeah. best we can, just like all of us are. And uh, yeah. my kids are, are all engaged, and they're they're having a good time with what we're doing. And I think they're picking up on – right now they're learning how uh, how to deal with project expectations and cool. learning about revisions. And, and so it's pretty neat. That's that's good stuff. And, again, I, I guess that's, that's stuff – at least you know you you run a you run a manufacturing program i guess is the best way to describe it mm-hmm. so that is part of manufacturing and i i think you're lucky enough that you can remote run that stuff remotely right um i hope later this year you can actually get kids kind of you know back hands on i know i do too um, but maybe you can you know maybe you can knock off some of this uh some of the lower hanging fruit while mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. you're required to stay, you know, out of the classroom essentially. Uh, yeah. So ho- hopefully that'll keep going. You can keep the kids kind of keep them moving and keep them, uh, you know, wanting to, to keep pushing. Because I, I think that's going to be the hardest part with a lot of this is the, the, the younger person's desire to keep pushing and keep moving. Yeah, it's hard. Sometimes it's hard for them to visualize the payoff and, and putting in some of the the uh, lack of the, a better the term, suck it, the sucky oh. work, you know? Yeah. 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 Cause it's, it's so much harder now. Yeah. Um, that is life. That is the workplace and stuff like that. So I, I, I think they're going to be fortunate. I don't think that's the way they view it right now. No. I, I think they think it sucks, <laughs> but, uh, I think it'll help them in the long run because stuff like this happens in industry in terms of there's, there's stuff that's out of your control and, and you just, you learn how to work around it. Listen, and you know that. I mean, that leans. It, it leans on me. It's my responsibility to you know to keep them. Not necessarily. You know, it's my it's my job to keep them engaged and to make yep. the content pliable and and you know something that they can take in and they can apply and use and 
and model it and practice it. And that's that's on me. That's why I'm working. So that's why I am green light full on. <laughs> that's awesome. What about you, man? How's it still going at the shop? Still kicking butt? <sighs> Wide open, man. Oh, just God. awesome, awesome, awesome. It's um, just good news. So so fortunate, so happy to be to be where we are. And again, we have a really good crew. We've got good sales. We've got a good customer base. Um, a lot of our vendors are ramping back up to where we we need them to be. Um, so it's just it's it's a slow process. It's definitely taught some uh, some patience mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, trying to grow the business and and rely on other people as well, uh, but we are we're we're doing really well for for where we are. So, mm-hmm. um, in in all things considered, it could be exponentially worse, um, but it's not for us, and we we try to spread that around as you know as much as we can. That's what I'm talking. That's that's the attitude, man. Just. Counting, counting blessings. There's no reason yep. to look at anything else but just counting blessings. Yep, that's what we're doing, man. So, so we yep. got to manufacturing minute, and I don't, I didn't know if you had something for this week. I have a, a small thing if if I need, but um, um, you know, there's there's some new uh, there's some new 3D printing technology that we're looking at on the metal side. Oh, tell um, me more. Yeah, this it's it's just looking for kind of further down the additive rabbit hole of um, uh, there's some newer electron beam machines coming out. Um, I did see uh, that. Trying to think who else. Uh, some of the some of the CNC companies. I guess what I've really seen more is some of the CNC machining companies are starting to integrate additive into a cell. Um, so you literally have like a five axis mill next to uh, uh, like a laser 3D printer or electron beam e, um, uh, EBM mm-hmm. um, printer. And so I, I'm starting to see more of these turnkey kind of uh, additive cells. Uh, I know Morisiki's doing one, GF, uh, Gary Fisher, I know they're doing one. Um, I'm trying to think who else, who else I saw one. I know uh, there's another five axis company, maybe. Aquino might be the other one that was doing one. Okay. So it's 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 kind of cool to see some of that more turnkey-ish. Um, you know, it had a robot or a pallet changer in the middle of it. So you essentially could pick the pallet up from the 3D printer. It would turn it over, dump it, and all in a purge cell, and it would go straight over to the five axis and do all your finish machining. So, That's neat to hear that they're blending, though, too. Yeah, they're starting to blend a lot of that stuff, and it, it's pretty cool seeing the large machine manufacturers kind of jump on board. You know, they're all partnering with someone. They're either partnering with, you know, EOS, SLM, Mm. uh, any of the big 3D printing companies or IPG on the fiber side. Um, So it's kind of cool to see some of that. And it's just something I've been, I'm interested in. I by no means have any any practical use for something that costs that (laughs) much money. Um, But it's cool to see some of the combination of, you know, 10 years ago was, pretty experimental technology and now they're 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 literally delivering them as turnkey machines yeah it is extremely mainstream with that stuff now so it's it's you know that's it's kind of cool to see and if if anyone hasn't seen those go go look at some of the additive cells where it's an actual additive manufacturing cell i've i saw one the other day that actually had built-in heat treat ovens like it was no way it had additive it had the laser. Uh, it was running uh, twin 
like five or 600 watt fiber lasers. And then it had a pallet changer that went into heat treat and then post machine. What? It was super cool. It had this whole internal gantry system and all kinds of stuff like that. And it was, it was all turnkey. So you literally print to heat treat to final post machine or anything in between. And it would spit out finished parts at the time. Jeez. It was super, super cool. So that technology that you thought was, you know, non-existent. It's there. Five years ago is it, you can call a machine manufacturer and in, you know, six to eight weeks have one. Boom. It's cool. Um, cool. You know, on the, I don't know if you've seen this or not, uh, on the consumer side of things with the additive manufacturing, um, Creality is currently working on, um, it's, it's like the, the print nozzle is mounted on a slant. It's on a 45 degree slant. So, I and saw they that. have a belt drive. Yeah, they call it Infinite Z. Yes. Yeah, or Unlimited Z or something like that. Yeah, we um, we just actually just ordered a, a Creality system to start doing some in-house prototyping mm -hmm. with some of the Nylon X material, the chopped carbon stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, we got some other projects in completely other industries that we're working on. And uh, my ops manager, who did a bunch of 3D printer farm stuff, sent me that he's like oh well now we don't have to worry about z-axis height again and sent me this thing i'm like what is that i like, i saw the <laughs> time lapse of that oh my god i was the <laughs> meme of that uh the guy from futurama just waving cash just said just shut up and take my money just shut up, take my money <laughs> <laughs> they cannot get that thing out fast enough i will have those in in the lab oh Hold on, oh hold on. I gotta, I gotta, hold on, I gotta pull it up. You gotta uh, pull it up. Uh, speaking power, of power belt 3D, yes, that is yep. it. It's They're calling incredible. it infinite 3D printing. It is. Mm. Uh, mm. It, it, and for those, uh, I guess to roughly explain it real quick. Uh, oh, Black Belt is the company that's doing it. The Netherlands company. Uh, it's like uh, eight grand, ten grand, something like that. No, so really, what, what, that much. Yeah, they're they're well. That was the initial ones. They're they're saying they're they're uploading designs to Thingverse, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, there's another company, Knack 3D, that's doing an open source version. Okay. Um, but the um, if, if you guys want to know what we're talking about, you know, a 3D yeah. printer normally it has a traditional X Y Z, and there's a single platter, and you have so much space. Now imagine if you took that Z axis, tilted it down to forty-five degrees, so your your three D printer profile is essentially a pyramid, and the base of it is a uh, conveyor belt. Yep. And it prints on the conveyor belt, and as it progressively goes up the diagonal and moves the conveyor, uh, it can do multiple prints at a time, and it can do just almost infinite Z height. As it does it, it is so cool. My thought for production is so cool because if you get a wiper in just the right spot at the right way at the end, you could have a parts catcher. Right. I mean, dude, one machine just running. All right, so I was a little off. Well, I wasn't off, but the the Power Belt 3D, their zero machine is their low cost 8020 version. It's only 400 bucks. So just shut the front door. Yeah, yeah. So they're saying uh, 200 by 170 millimeter by infinity on the Z. All day. Um, direct drive extruder, all metal hot end, um, core XY in terms of coordinated motion, uh, steel reinforced belt, mm. and their software. Uh, and it's it's essentially, it does a modified sliced G-code and just rotates it 45 degrees. 
That's I'm, this is where it's going. I'm telling it's you, this super, is it. Super, super cool. Like you know, we just got our reality, or we we just ordered our reality stuff. So we'll play with that. But I I'm intrigued by this just in the engineering side of like. That's someone that said, I'm tired of printing in limitations. Mm -hmm. And I would like more, please. <laughs> yeah, so I'm, I would assume we're probably going to buy one of these two just to say that we can we can do some crazy stuff like that. Yeah, if I can get so. the funding, right there with you. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ma manufacturing so. decoded, I want to talk about the uh, one of the most evil terms to anybody who works on the shop floor in a manufacturing facility. And I'd like to make it a little less evil if we can. So that would be... Lean. Six Sigma. Oh, how dare you? <laughs> Five S. Six S. <laughs> yeah. Kaizen. Kanban. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I have worked for a a Kaizen company. Oh, I, I've worked for a Japanese um, large-scale manufacturer. Okay. And so I have seen a lot of this stuff implementation. I've seen the uh the, the the good and the bad in what it can do mm -hmm. um it is usually more good than bad uh but there's some just sheer ignorance sometimes that will derail a, a good thought agree or disagree so, as a general rule the guys in the in the office love it the guys on the floor hate it yes okay yeah that's what i thought yep and yep. that's all, folks. Thanks for coming tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, it's in CAD. Oh, wait, sorry. Sorry, yeah, no. We, we need to talk a little bit more about this. Yeah. Um, listen, I don't. I, I used to be that person. I hated this stuff. Every time they tried to implement one of these, I hated it. Um, and we had a lean implementation specialist come through for a week or two with us. And he was one of the few people who actually made it make sense. And now I'm a huge fan. I love it. Um, it. It very, it very much has it has its place. Um, mm -hmm. I know the implementation is always seems to be the hardest part. Um, I, I, I try to look for, uh, I try to look at a lot of the European companies and what what they're doing. Uh, you look at a lot of the European car manufacturers. You look at Porsche. You look at Audi. Uh, well, Fiat, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you look at some of the ways they do some of their manufacturing and and. While the I guess the initial the initial bite is really really hard and really difficult and usually very expensive, um, I have seen the long term payoffs in having that kind of mentality. W w whether whether you follow everything to an absolute T uh, is one thing, but that just that sheer mentality of cohesiveness and you know just just thinking about everything you're doing and have a logical thought process and path through everything. It, it, it works, especially on the manufacturing side. For sure. And, and see, now that's, that's the funny part. And I think that it gets translated very badly to the people on the shop floor um, because uh, you know, the ones in the office, they see that the, the savings potential, you know, and the productivity increase potential. And it, they need to understand that means nothing to somebody out on the shop floor. Um, if, if you were to come out there and say, Hey, if we just do, if we just move your tools to this one section, we put red tape around it and you know, that the, the red tape tools that yep. it's going to increase your productivity 25%. The guy running that particular workstation doesn't care and still doesn't care. And is going to let you do oh. it and just be annoyed that his tools are in the spot and they're going to go back to wherever they needed. So yep. it's, you've got to translate. It. And that was the first thing where it started to click for me. It was where, for the people in the office, it shows the potential to have a cost savings 
and have a productivity increase. For the guy out here on the floor, it has the opportunity to make your job easier. Yep. And that's the part that you've got. I feel like one of the things you've got to get across for the ones on the floor, this will make things less difficult for you. For the ones in the office, if we can make their life less difficult, we can get more out of them. And yeah, that's so true. We, we, yeah, no, we, we, we've done it. We've directly implemented uh, stuff like that uh, where we you know like we're starting to standardize a lot of our fixturing on the welding side. We're starting to um, like our next batch of fixturing is getting color coded and we're moving forward with uh, digital uh, whip uh, work in mm -hmm. work in progress or work in place uh, digital systems to control a lot of that stuff and to, to be able to, to track and, you know, see where we need to put technology where we don't. Um, but that, that is the biggest uphill battle from the management and executive side, right? Is getting the, the, getting the people that run that stuff all day long to, to accept it and, or actually want it to happen. Okay. Um, so you really have to foster that very early on of, you know, whether you do a monetary incentive or you, you set milestones, Pe human beings love milestones. They love achieving things. Well, right. most human beings do. So what we've done is we, we've, we've built a lot of milestones actually and integrated them into the implementation of what we're doing with lean manufacturing, Kaizen, having all your tools in the same station, doing all the stuff like that. Because when, once we've seen the click of once they start realizing how much more efficient they are and how much, I guess. Oh, like they don't have to go, God, where's my socket wrench? Yeah. Well, they, they get a personal gratification of they are contributing to the, to the company mm -hmm. better than they were before. So they themselves, you know, it's, it's a, it's a personal betterment thing as a, as it is a pride in your workplace of like, look, I'm, I'm producing, you know, uh, you know, 10% less scrap and, but I, my throughput has increased 25% just because I'm being more efficient now. Yeah. It's, okay. It's a, it, great, be, it becomes yeah. a pride thing. Right. Uh, but so, you have to start it early. You like, you have, you can't yeah, just, it's... you can't just say, Oh, we're implementing a full lean manufacturing program. Uh, we've already, we've already re redid all your toolboxes and cut your Kaizen foam and done all this stuff like that. And like, if you just beat someone over the head with it, human nature will will make you resist Ooh, we balk we balk at that stuff oh, real bad yeah i yeah, put that's out just, that's human nature i've got uh so i listed out five things and i want you to, to chime in and fill in the spaces in between um okay. of stuff that i i at least have observed that maybe can change the perspective just a little bit um and this is for both sides office and floor uh number one we need to understand that almost no company will hit the sixth s in six s uh, or 5S, even if you only if you don't count safety, uh, yeah. this decade, period. You won't. And honest to God, most companies who are in a 5S or 6S facility won't hit them all. Yeah. Ever. Ever. Like, they won't. And, and the people in the office need to understand that is probably the way it's going to go, and the people on the floor need to take a breath and know they're not going to expect you to have all 5Ss knocked out in a month. It's just not going to happen. Period. Agreed? Yep. Okay. Good. Agree completely. I hope so. It's running you've got a shop, so I <laughs> <laughs> If you think you are, we need to talk. <laughs> no, no. I I would love to. Yeah. Um it's just it's 
part of our problem is we are evolving so fast and changing so much so fast that, you know, the whole um, standardization part of it, mm-hmm. I guess the, 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 the fourth, the fourth S, if you go in, if you go in five S, right. The fourth S is standardized. And while we are working to standardize a lot of stuff, we are evolving so fast. We can't do blanket standardization, which again, right. Points to your 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 second statement of slow methodical approaches matter. Do not try to attack this all at one time. Absolutely, because you will have you will have uprisings. You'll have this. It, it just will not work uh, the way you think it will. Ever. And I, and I guess I should slow down for a second. If you guys aren't following along, we're essentially talking about five S because that's really most of all the lean talks the same. But it's easy. Everybody knows five S. Uh, that stands for sort, sift, um, sort, sift, shine, standardize, sustain. Sustain. Um, so you you sort through all the stuff that's trash and keep, and you sift through that to um, put things where they're supposed to go. You clean the facility. That's the shine. You get everything really, you know, well taken care of and and and, and really presentable. You standardize by coming up with a system that makes perfect sense, so that you don't fall back behind. And then, if you can get to the fifth S, that's sustain, and it 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 requires the least amount of effort to get to that one. Now, now they call it six S because they include safety. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, Whatever, but to get to sustain, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, we all know safety is critical. Um, yeah, I know companies fifteen years plus sitting on level on three. They're sitting on uh, shine. I mean, they're still still cleaning the shop. I yeah. know some of them that are stuck at two. They can't. They're still sifting through things to get an order to their inventory, and that's okay. It's perfectly fine. Yep. Oh man, it's just I I. I was so against this, and I'm so on board. We we apply 5s in my home. If that says anything, no, I, I know you do. It's 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 pretty funny. I know. Uh, I wish my wife would. Uh, my wife wishes that I probably would <laughs> a little bit more. Um, but I, I I have to have a little bit of chaos in my life. Just a little um, dash of it. <laughs> a little, little dash here and there. Uh, I will say my desk is cleaner than it has been in months. Hey. Um, yeah, because I've been working from home a little bit more, um, but I have I have to like. But next to me, I'm literally looking next to me. I have a piece of paper that has notes and dimensions and all kinds of little stuff written in one, two, three, four, five different rotations. Like oh. at different angles on the page, I oh. have turned and rotated this page to write notes on. Well, it. I mean, it's efficient. <laughs> You're using the same page <laughs> oh, I, i'm using the same people's paper for the last month and a half but uh um yeah i, I live on sticky notes and notepads uh mm. if, if any vend, any of our vendors are, are listening uh you can mail me notepads at any point in time and i will use them there you go there um, you go it's called arms please send send yeah. notepads <gasps> oh that just made me think about something ooh, ooh 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 last oh i should save it for another episode Ah, you know what? You guys can use it now. Here, here. Bonus me, uh, uh, manufacturing minute. Um, a post-it note. Save. Put, throw a pad of post-it notes at your mills and at your lathes and at your CNCs. Perfect yep. for tool touch off. Yep. Perfect, quick, easy tool touch off. 
don't have to tear the corners of your uh, blue <laughs> blueprints off. I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've ever turned in a, I don't think I've ever turned in a print that doesn't have a corner torn off. <laughs> I do it all the time. Uh, oh my god! I, so I, I know my I know my business partner. First time he saw me uh, saw me doing that, he's like, "What? Why are you tearing that up?" I'm like, "Oh, let me show you." He's like. That's why all your drawings. <laughs> every single one. Every one of them. Every I notebook like, I have has torn corners. <laughs> every single one of them. Jeez, oh. they should, we should sell machinist notebooks, and the corners are just uh, perforated. <laughs> no, perforated. Yeah, so you can easily tear them off. Okay, okay so there you go. So post-it notes are incredible. Um, I yeah. have them in front of all of our machines. Yes, slow, yeah. methodical. It's critical. Just, just take your time. Uh, listen, number three. If the team isn't invested in it, it's never going to stick. Period. If they you can't get everybody on board, there's no point in even bothering to continue. So yep. you're going to have some people who are going to fight at it the whole way, kicking and screaming. And you know what? Some of us who have children know that the three-year-old is going to go kicking and screaming. And people in the shop sometimes, we are no different. Yep. And that's perfectly okay. Um, that it leans back to number two. You just don't, you don't try to slam all five S's down everybody's throat at the same time. You just try to ease your way through one. If the system is working, the system will continue to move forward at the pace that works well with your organization. So, you know, just just get everybody invested, and you can trust the process. Um, yeah. Anything more to that one? I think that's no, no, that's good. Okay, uh, listen, number four, um, this has to become a culture, not rules, not the rules. So, and what I mean by that is, it's you. We talk about creating a culture of safety in workshops, and that. We are we are so mindful of safety that is just ingrained in what we do that we are already always thinking of safety. And the best example is if you've created a really good culture of safety that extends into everybody's life. Um, so, for example, if somebody goes home and they're going out to mow the yard, there's a good chance they're going to think they probably need to put ear protection on or they need to make sure they have their closed toed shoes on or they might wear safety glasses all of a sudden. It, I, it, it travels home, man. It travels I, I, home. Uh, I've I seen it time and time again. Uh, I have done it. I've become more and more like that as we, we try to implement it at work over the last, you know, probably decade, something like that. And it has just been, it's something that really, truly changes the way you you, you run your life. Yeah, yeah. It, that's, and that's when it becomes a part of your culture. That's, yeah. that's the difference. Yeah. So you cannot make, you cannot 5S, you can't rule your way to 5S. Yep. And you have to, you have to build the culture and you have to make everybody invested. Um, and and, and, and j just to add on to that, that is where, the term Kaizen, and anybody that's ever worked for a Japanese shop knows about Kaizen. Uh, Kaizen, I guess roughly translated, is continuous improvement. So the way we did Kaizen at one place was essentially to, uh, you know, give employees the, the ability to, you know, supply or, um, yeah, you know, bring changes for it. Or, hey, let's try this. Um, it's all supportive of the whole lean manufacturing mindset and the whole culture mindset of if everyone is thinking that way of how to make things better, people are going to naturally come up with stuff. Like you, you can't have a mm -hmm. hundred people. Um, it, it's the, like the, the, the whole machinist thing of you, you give a machinist a block and they're going to machine in a hundred different ways. Well, if you're in a manufacturing environment, it's the exact same way. 
Like you, you give uh, a guy a hundred ways to put a wiring harness in an auto in a car. A uh, hundred pe- people are going to do a hundred different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot of times they may come up with a better idea because that's what they do all day. So the, the whole Kaizen thing is, is from a executive kind of upper level management is listen to that, you know, sift through them. You may have a hundred, you may have 200 bad ideas, but that 201, holy crap, that there thing it is. will, it, man, it'll save the company. It could be millions. Like what we had one at one place I worked at to save the company like $300,000 a year. And they gave the guy, uh, I think a $3,000 a year. So what, what is that? Well, 1% or 10th mm-hmm. of a percent. They, they, they gave him that as his bonus every single year for as long as he worked there. That's amazing. And it, it well-deserved because he had well the deserved. mindset. He had the mindset. He did the homework on it. He, he tried it. You know, he, he went through the proper channels of suggesting to engineering, got engineering involved, all this stuff like that. And, and, but, but again, that all circles back down to, uh, it's a culture your team has right. to think that way and want to think that way. They want to better themselves, better the company they work for, better their working conditions. I mean, humans want to make stuff easier. So if you allow your human workforce to put the same kind of quality out at less impact to their personal lives and are, I guess, less, uh, less work, what's wrong with that? Yeah. So... Uh, you know what divert you a little bit there okay no no as listen um that leads i mean that that leans into the leadership stuff that we've talked about too where um you you know we more often than not just giving giving out a stamp just a simple incentive you know it has power like you if you say if you can come up with some kind of efficiency whoever has one that saves the company money will win a trip to florida for 3 days blah 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 yeah this is small and minor things so and all truth be aside a lot of people if you give them a chance to um to have ownership in in their in their job and in their everything you know in their life we really thrive on that big time um yeah you know, that's, that's the human condition right and so if you give and this and the true kaizen shop does exactly that where anybody can call a kaizen anybody can call yep. that that five minute meeting that 10 minute meeting you know the yep. guy on the floor can say we need one of these meetings that can involve everybody in the c-suite and that's okay and yep. that's allowed Nothing because that. everybody knows that's perfectly acceptable and having that level of buy-in makes a difference and it does get people in but like you don't you don't have to incentivize it if they feel like they have skin in the game. It makes it personal for them. Absolutely. And I see that everywhere. And that is a, a key leadership principle, like to give people extreme ownership. You don't have to tell them how to do what to do. You just have to tell them what what is the plan, like what you want to happen, not how you want it to happen. Yep. Big deal. Big deal. Finally, okay, the fifth one, um, you know, if you can't, Explain a why that connects it with everyone. You will get nowhere. So that's the first thing everybody's going to say. Uh, we're going to start implementing, you know, we're going to start implementing Kanbans in what we're doing. Why? 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 What's wrong with what we've got going? Why? We're making yep. plenty. Of, why, we're doing plenty of money. We're all working long hours. Why are you doing this? Yeah. If you cannot come up with a why that resonates with these people, again, which connects back to if you can't get everybody invested, if you can't build the culture, yeah, it's the same. We we need a why. But but it's 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 a common problem I see on the executive side. 
to be to be honest. Uh, and it's their on, responsibility. On, on, it's, it's their responsibility if they want to implement something like this and better the company, they have to have a defined directive around it. And you know what? I'm going to add more to that. They need they're responsible for figuring out a why that matters to the people on the floor. Yes. I don't yeah. want so the, the, the I don't want the why. why and the worker why are two different things. Yeah, exactly. Executive why is baloney to the dude in front of the machine. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference. But but that's the number one problem with implementation of a lot of this stuff is it comes it comes from the wrong mindset. Mm. And a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't like you said it doesn't come from the 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 worker mindset it comes from the corporate structure just trying to uh, improve the bottom line mindset oh god that's the worst one too yeah it's the worst one but it's the most common because most of the time a lot of these these the implementation of these programs is not worker driven it's executive driven because it's tied it's tied directly to money (gasps) most of the time not all the time but more times than not it is monetarily driven versus a just quality of life, quality of part driven, mm-hmm. which You're is right. how it should be. You're yep. absolutely right. I agree. Listen, I am. I'm a fan of it. I'm a proponent of it. I I was sold on it. It finally was. It was explained to me that somebody gave me the why for me. Yeah. And ever since then, it has been a part of my culture. It makes perfect sense. Um, I think it can for anybody else out there too. So listen, if you guys are working in a facility where, you know, you're fighting it or you're in a facility where you think maybe it could help, just, just do some looking into it. Just, it it really does help. There's really no better way. I can't explain, I can't give you my why and why it works because it's gotta be for you. It's gotta be for where you are and what you're doing. It's different. Yeah. It's different everywhere you go. But uh, give it a second look. Don't fight. If I could say anything, don't fight with it so hard. The problem, the guy who's explaining it to you, if he's making you angry about implementing it, then they're just explaining it to you wrong. Yeah. <laughs> it's not their fault. Go, go, yeah, go go ask more questions. They, <laughs> they may not. They, they may not know. Yeah, and and they may be coming from the wrong side of things. Exactly. So yeah. put it out there. Be the three year old. Ask why. <laughs> yep. So why? yeah, why? I don't know why. Uh, I'm excited about this week's It's the Tool Fault because we said this uh, in our notes ahead of time, and I said, why not? Why can't it be? So, Kyle, would you like to do the it's, It Was the Tool's Fault or the Machine's Fault segment? <laughs> oh, jeez. Because um, what, oh, yeah, what did you say? We said, we said I, and you were like, that's fine. Oh, God, I'm completely drawing a blank now. That's nothing. horrible. It was nothing. nothing. You said nothing. I had nothing yeah. this week. Yeah, and well, I... I, it's not really a tools fault thing. It's it's one of those. It's it's we are from week after week after week after week after week of just beating our head against the wall about some stuff and 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 to have a week where it just worked. It just worked. It just worked. It was I I didn't have any of those and I, it's been a long time, especially with our growth path, that we we haven't had a week where it was just like God like. Come on, really? Another one? Another mm-hmm. thing? Like, well, oh, it's Tuesday. Awesome, great. Um, <laughs> oh. we, 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 yeah, we we didn't we didn't have any of that, so it, it was it was refreshing. We're, we'll say <laughs> we celebrate the uh, the humility of making mistakes, but at the same time, let's celebrate the humility of oh, we we had a good week and we didn't. So yeah. 
Well, so, and and, rec- and recognizing it, and, yeah. and I told my guys that this week. I'm like, uh, you know, good week, guys. Like everyone knocked stuff out. Everyone had some challenges. They they didn't come. Uh, they didn't come. You know, complaining to my office when they couldn't figure something out. They they took charge and and made it happen. That is the best. That is awesome. So look with that green lights. Uh, Kai's ended up. <laughs> <laughs> Kai's ended up and we and we had a good week. And we had a good week. So yeah. with that, listen, next time just remember, ah, it always worked in the model. Take it easy, everyone. See you guys.